joining us on TV. We're live for Super Bowl 57. Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp, I'm Jen Hale. Good morning. Good morning, morning Phoenix! <laughs> I have an announcement to make. I, I, I think the Phoenix Suns just won the NBA championship. is a Phoenix Sun. Man, I am so happy to be here today. So happy the crowd is great. And the best part about everything, there's only one measly, stinky cowboy fan in there. Not true. I see him everywhere. You're wrong. He's already wrong. There must be 20 Cowboys, 30, 40 Cowboys. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. No, I appreciate it. That's Kip's homeboy right there. That's how he got it. Let's go, Jim. Let's go. We ready. We got fans from all the teams. Awesome studio audience. We're so glad you're here. Guys, we have a packed show because we have so much to talk about with the Super Bowl, but man, development's just not stopping in the association. So let's start there. According to reports, KD on his way to join us in the desert. The Nets have agreed to trade KD to the Suns in exchange for Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four first-rounders. After the trade, the Suns are now favorites to win the West, only behind the Celtics overall for best odds to win the finals. That, of course, according to Fox Bets Sportsbook. Shannon, do you think the Suns did indeed just win the West? No, they didn't. Guess what? Is, is Devin Booker playing right now? No, he's injured. Is Kevin Durant he, playing he, right he now? Just, Devin just played a little bit. He played 24 minutes. Kevin, he's, he's working his way What about back. KD? He is not until after the break. But after the break, <laughs> he's going to break you in two. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> I'll let me ask you a question. Are they playing basketball now? Yeah. So why isn't he playing now? Because he's got a little knee issue. A little, little knee issue. He's always got a little issue. <laughs> hey, oh, it's so a little you, issue. you took the words yeah. right out of yes. my mouth. Do you know in the last three years, not counting the year, yeah. the first year that he rehabbed the whole yeah. year, he's missed 83 games that is in three. Correct. 83 and counting. Okay, what if he doesn't miss anymore? If. You say, well, yeah. Do they win championship on him? No. Oh. Do you like what they look like on paper? I, I do offensively. Yeah. Now who's going to defend? Mikael Bridges, 3 and D guy, finished second in the defensive player of the year last year. Sure Jay did. Crowder, a defensive guy. Big loss, I agree. So now you're going to put a lot of points on the board. Yeah. Who are you going to stop? You know, DeAndre Ayton, he comes and goes. He might give you 20 and 15. He might give you 10, uh, 10 and 6. Mm -hmm. He and Monty Williams, they're always butting heads. Right. Chris Paul is not the Chris Paul from three or four years ago. He's old and slow. Now, okay, you, but Kenny, to use your favorite expression, summons it up on occasion. When are those occasions going to happen? Uh, when the playoffs start. I walk around very healthy yep. on occasion. Okay. Not very often, yep. though, but okay. on occasion. Like right. But here's a better question, Skip. Why didn't they want Chris Paul? Mm. You would like to think, I'm going to try to get as many great players from you if you're getting Kevin Durant, because we know what KD is mm -hmm. when he's healthy. Okay. Why didn't they want Chris Paul? Sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't make, right? Because he was about to be traded to Kevin Durant at Brooklyn, yeah. right? He was on the, the trading block, and all of a sudden, Kevin comes to him in Phoenix, and he's in the catbird seat. What if the Brooklyn Nets all of a sudden say, well, we don't really want him? Hmm. Don't, don't want who? Chris Paul. Okay. Well, well again, he they, they they didn't. I don't know why they didn't take yeah, the deal and we wouldn't be. Should I tell you something? Chris yeah. Paul, point guard, one of the all-time great point guards. Yeah. They got a young team. They need veteran leadership. 
They didn't want Chris Paul. Mm. That's not here nor there. Mm. But here's the thing, Skip. Yes, I like what they have offensively. We know Devin Booker, he gets nicked during the playoffs. Remember the hamstring? He, he got a hamstring issue dealing with that now. He Kevin did. Durant, every year, it's always a knee issue. DeAndre Ayton, he has issues with the coach, and he has a, he's a low-energy guy. You never like the guy's energy. Now, all of a sudden, you beating the drums like the Phoenix Suns have won the title. They what got, happened? They got the seven-foot monster, the nuclear weapon called Kevin Durant. The nuclear weapon, so yeah. when is he going to detonate? He hadn't yeah. detonated, but then go to state. Well, in Brooklyn, he came within a toenail on the line shot of beating the team that was about to beat the Phoenix Suns. And for well, the I hope we don't get a pedicure out here, neither. So, so toenails are stay off the line because you keep you keep bringing up those toenails and they're growing by the second. Yeah. It was just a little. It was his little toe that was on the line, or you were in big trouble. Look, the one thing I will say about the Phoenix Suns, Skip, they got an all-time great player who's in the first year of a, de a four-year deal. So they have, they have him for three more years. I got one more thing before I turn it over to you. Uh, turn it over to you. Uh, hey, Ja, y'all still good in the West? Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Dylan Brooks, y'all still yeah. got the little mini dynasty going yep. on over there? Yeah. All of a sudden. Touche, touche. I agree with you. All of a sudden, points. the Grizzlies don't look as promising as they once did, Don. Okay. Go ahead, take off. My turn. I woke up in the middle of the night out here, and I glanced <laughs> at my computer, and I said, what? Yeah. I'm talking about bombshell. True. I'm talking about nuclear. Yeah. I'm talking about Kevin Durant to Phoenix? Mm -hmm. Are you kidding me? Okay, they gave up a good deal to get him. They gave up three really nice pieces yeah. because Mikhail Bridges was, as you point out, he, he was the runner-up for defensive player of the and year. And having a career high this year in points. Okay. Jay Crowder, I've always liked him, especially in big playoff games. He plays big. Yeah. I, I will give you all of the above. Cam Johnson. And Cam Johnson is a really nice player. Young player, he, he's, yes. He's a good rotation player, and every time he stepped on the floor, good things started to happen. Correct. But they didn't give away their three big pieces because if you put Kevin Durant with Chris Paul, even though he's 37 years of age, he will summons it up on occasion, and the occasion will last through the playoffs. If you put him with a Devin Booker, who to me is just entering his prime right, yeah, right I now, agree. I agree. all of a sudden you have nuclear plus nuclear. And all of a sudden I'm looking at DeAndre Ayton, and I'm saying, well, wait a second. He did get his money, so he, he's happy with his big-picture situation. He and Monty have clashed. Yes. But, but I'm going to bet on Monty Williams to, to – to rise and shine like the sun that's rising right now because he's one of the best coaches in this league, and I think he will be the perfect sort of he, – he, he is the center of their universe. He keeps everything in order to me because they've done nothing but good things under Monty Williams. I right? agree with that, Skip, okay. but let me ask you a question. Do you not remember DeAndre Ayton getting benched in a game okay. seven? It, and it got ugly. It got ugly. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they, they were exchanging some barbs. For the whole front row could hear some of the And they've clashed several times okay. this year. Okay, but so I'm what looking at think? what he's doing. He is averaging DeAndre Ayton a career-high 18.4 points a game. I'd say that works. I, that Somehow they are coexisting. And Monty Williams is not a bad guy. He's one of he, – Jen knows this because she's dealing he, – he's as good a human as I'm, there is yes, in this league, yes, right? Yes. Okay, just the bet, right? So, again, if, if DeAndre Ayton has a problem with Monte Williams – that is DeAndre's fault, okay. and he's going to have to get over it because he's got Kevin Durant on his side. Kevin bleeping Durant. You, All right. So, let me, do you believe DeAndre Ayton wants to be there? Because I think he kind of made it clear he didn't. Okay. They I, reluctantly gave him his money. Okay. 
when you look around and there's Chris Fall and there's Kevin Durant and there's Devin Booker, you just say, okay, it's time for me to do what I'm supposed to do. He's seven feet tall. He was the first overall yeah. pick. And he's just now starting. He's averaging 10 boards. So he's, he's 18.4 and 10 rebounds. That's championship material when you put the other three weapons. But what about you, you? You tell me if he's averaging a career high 18 points and he's seven foot tall. What about when he gives you 10 and he plays like he's six foot tall? Okay. Well, sometimes he did. <laughs> and yet, I, I'm going to take Monty to task a little bit because when they finally reached the finals yeah. against your man Giannis, y- yes. what happens? Did they bend? <laughs> did they build a wall? No, they his did pride not build got in the wall. way. Okay, he said, I'm going to let DeAndre take him straight up, head-to-head, mm-hmm. mano a mano, one-on-one. Mm. How'd that work out for And him? he got cooked. Yeah, he did. Cooked him. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was the difference in that series. You know it I and do. I know it. There's a better way to defend, and they will figure this out. But how did they skip? They don't and have remember, the... they were up two to nothing in that series. Yes, and lost four straight. And then Devin Booker pulled his hamstring. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So you so, mean Devin, he can't hurt? Booker gets okay. hurt? I, I'm going to give you this. If one of those three gets hurt in a playoff run, I'm out. I'm out. I'm disqualified. But if somehow they manage to get unscathed through the whole playoff run, something very special is about to happen here because you say there are only 27 games left, but Kevin Durant is the ultimate chemistry player. You can just throw him into Golden State and he'll figure it out because he doesn't really need the ball. He's as efficient a a big-time scorer as we've ever seen in the history of this league. So if you say, here, can you play with Chris Paul? Is he not as great a quarterback, a field general as you've ever seen, right? I'm I'm, going to do do to you what you do to me with Nikola Jokic. What about the other end? You keep telling me about Booker. You keep telling me about KD. And sometimes Chris Paul can sum it up. And DeAndre Ayton is averaging a career high. But what about the defensive end? Who's going to guard someone? Okay, uh, they, they still have Torrey Craig, and I like Torrey Craig a lot, and I think he'll defend it. Torrey Craig, Jenny Craig, okay. ain't none of Mikael Bridges or Jay Crowder. Okay, Kevin Durant defends at a high level when he's engaged in the playoffs. He's seven feet tall, and he is a rim protector. Yes. DeAndre Ayton will defend when he decides to, yeah. and maybe he'll it's you, time you, can, you can't win a title yeah. when, God, when you tell me guys yeah. decide to do something. That's okay. got to be a normal occurrence. Okay, now. Here's the biggest picture. This is what I love about what just happened. You realize the Phoenix Suns now have a brand new owner because the old owner was a bad guy. Yes. And the old owner got kicked out. Yes. Okay, so the new owner is only 43 years of age, and his name is Matt Ishbia. And probably a lot of people, maybe some of the Phoenix Suns fans, know who he is, but around the country, not yet. He is about to become a household name. How many times have we talked about Joe Psy owning the the Brooklyn Nets because it was always Joe Psy. How are you going to deal with Kyrie? How are you going to deal with KD? Matt Ishbia just plunged like very few people will ever plunge because he just doubled his luxury tax, just doubled it to to add KD. I can't even figure out how they're making the salaries fit under the cap, but apparently it worked. Because he got everybody on max salaries. Okay. He's got four max salaries. (laughs) and I I don't know how, but that's Golden State all over again where they, they figured it out. Right. Matt Ishbia, would you believe, played college basketball for Tom Izzo at Michigan State as a walk-on, just as a walk-on. But he was a very good high school player, and he actually played – he started one game for Michigan State, but he's basically just your practice fodder kind of player. (laughs) Five-foot-ten-inch guard. Grew up in suburban Detroit. Father owned a mortgage lending company, which he inherited. So he, he was handed a big silver spoon. But his basketball IQ, having played in 48 games for Michigan State, I got to tell you, I bet it's about as high as any onerous basketball IQ in this league right. outside of that guy in Charlotte 
whose basketball IQ doesn't seem to apply to picking players. Exactly. Right? Okay. okay. I give you that. Okay. You know who I'm talking Kudos. about. Kudos. The greatest Kudos. player ever. Right? Touche. That's yeah. a big touche. Yeah. Okay. But Matt Ishbia said, hey, what, what's the old David Stern line? What, what he would always tell a new owner? Hey, welcome to the NBA. You're one player away from winning a championship. That's what it is. Right. It's one player away. And Matt Ishby at 43 said, wait a second, I just bought the Phoenix Suns, and Brooklyn says I can have Kevin Durant. I'm going to have to give him my whole future. I'm going to have to get, what was it, four first-round first picks? Four first-round pick picks. Wild. So here, I'm going all in. I'm plunging right out of the box because I was on the 2000 Michigan State Spartans. Remember the Flintstones? Mateen Remember Mateen Cleese? Yep. Okay, so Matt Ishbia was sitting on the bench watching this from the inside out saying, Oh, that's that's how you win the national championship, right? right? Yeah. So he has an IQ for this is what it takes. We, you you got to applaud this man. He just said, I'm all in right here, right now. Hold on, time out. Wait a minute. I was just saying, you was talking, I was thinking about something. Mm-hmm. What happened to the Clippers winning the title? Mm-hmm. This man been talking about the Clippers. <laughs> If Kawhi is healthy and PG and Ty Lue coaching, the Clippers are going to win the title. Okay. Are you out on the Clippers? I, I can only speak to what I see. <laughs> what did, you see? Did Phoenix have Kevin Durant to start the year? No. Well, obviously, I, the, I, it, it, again, if this stays healthy, they're better than the Clippers. They're better than your Denver Nuggets whoa, with whoa, that whoa, guy whoa. who doesn't play any defense. Oh, but you got a bunch of guys that don't play defense. Okay. I, that is not true. Kevin Durant plays defense at a high level, and he's got something to prove because the Boston Celtics played a whole lot of defense on him last yes. year, right? And he didn't stop Jason. Remember Jason Tatum? That was his coming out part against yeah. Brooklyn. Okay. He is a man on a mission this year. He, he didn't want to be in Brooklyn. You know what? This is the beauty of this. Kevin Durant signed off on this because he was pushing to go to the Phoenix Suns. Because yeah. I think he wanted to play with Chris. Right. I think he wanted to say CP3. Because he, he said this before. I would like to at some point help Chris win a ring. Right. Okay. Well, here you go. He followed Kyrie to Brooklyn, and you know and I know right. it was like an afterthought. Kyrie said, let's go to Brooklyn. And Kevin said, no, I, I want to be a Nick. Well, let's see if we can win a championship for the Knicks for the right. first time since 1973. Kyrie says, no, we got two Macs. We got two Macs right. over here. Let's go to the Nets because I grew up loving the Nets. How did that work out? And Kevin's heart Awful. was never in it. No. In the, in the playoffs last year, I kept telling you, he's half-hearted. He doesn't even want to be on the floor. You can just see it. Now he wants to be a Phoenix Sun. Yes, and probably this probably should have happened last summer yep. because Kevin Red was never going to be happy with Brooklyn once a guy requests a trade, the likelihood. Obviously, you get situations like Kobe requests a trade and everything works out well. They were able to win titles. Yep. But the question that I have for you is that you said he wants to go to Phoenix and help Chris Paul win the title. Is Chris Paul healthy enough? Does he have enough gas in the tank? I think he's healthy enough. Him? Again, you, you have to stay your spots. What's your thing with LeBron now? You say... Well, he's not having that much impact on the one-loss record. Right. He's scoring all those points, and they keep losing games. Right. Because you tell me Tom Brady, at 45, he, he plays need, to this level, need, but it, does, it doesn't equate to impacting need, the scoreboard. As you get older, right. you need more help around right. you. Hell, as we get older, we need more help to get around. Okay, I got it. So, <laughs> so here we are. Chris Paul, can, can you give him much more help than he just no, had? No, you can't. Because do you not love Devin Booker when he's I right? I, 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 I love Booker. When yeah. his hamstrings he, are right. Hey, he's a bucket. Right? Kevin Durant is a bucket. Yeah. But other guys are going to be able to get buckets against them. That's okay. the issue. Okay. Do you like campaign? I love campaign. It, can, can he not spell Chris and, yes. and let him yes. play 30 minutes instead yes. of 40 minutes? Yes. Right? Yeah. Do, do you like Landry Shaman as a shooter? I do because he's got guts, man. You, kept, you yeah. keep telling me about all these shooters. 
Somebody right. got to defend. Somebody got to guard, guard the money. Skip. Okay. Who's gonna guard the money? Which is the basket? Damian Lee's a good player. He'll play both ends. Damian okay. Lee shoots right. threes. Okay. <laughs> Bismack Biombo wants a Michael Jordan right. pick, right? Bismack okay. Biombo. Okay. Well, he's still there. I, 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 <laughs> man, this man reaching. He's reaching way out there for Bismack Biombo. I'm reaching for the sky because yeah. as the sun comes up here in Phoenix, the suns are rising. Because all I can tell you is. They got Kevin Durant, and they got Devin Booker, so, and they got DeAndre Ayton, and they got CP3. That's all you need to know. So if they don't win, basketball is a one-player sport. So in the if end. they don't win the title this year, is this a major, major disappointment? I, I would give them one more year. The window would be open one more time around, but that would be it. So, so again, this new owner, Matt Ishbia, age 43, said, "I'm all in to try to win this year or next year, and then it will be over." Because Chris is he's going to turn 38 here in a couple of months. So, okay, I, I got it. So if he don't get it this year, he's he going to get a little better at 39, huh? No, he will not. <laughs> you, you know it and I know it. But you, do you like their chance? Oh, and by the way, I forgot about another player. T.J. Warren, I've always, I've, I've been telling you. T.J. Warren, hey, wait a second. You want to talk about a bucket? Yeah. Hey, you, you want to talk about, about a guy who can get you 30 on any given night? Have you, you want to talk about a guy that's injured? Jets? Okay, he got thrown into the deal, I guess, for cap purposes. But but he's a Phoenix son. He came with Kevin. I know. That should be illegal. Skip. Seriously. He, he, Skip, the guy, you got to realize, he's just coming back from playing in the bubble. He missed damn near two years. He did, but have you been watching? I've been watching him every night. He'll get in and play 15 minutes and score 15 points because that's who he is. And he'll get in sometime and score okay. three points. That's right. who he is. So maybe you have to, maybe you have to but, just outscore people. But, you have a chance. You better believe you do. But I'm just trying to figure out how you, all of a sudden you become so hell-bent on believing in Chris Paul, who's about to be 38 years of age. The last I checked, only wine and cheese gets better with yeah. age. Okay. <laughs> do you remember... Do you remember what Chris Paul did to my Clippers one night in a closeout game six at what used to be called Staples? Do yes. you remember what he did in the third quarter and the fourth quarter? Yes. I've never seen anything yes. like it before. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he shot them out of their own building. I also he shot them right down into the basement. I also remember what he did in games five, yeah. six, yeah. I mean six and seven in, in the against Mavericks. Against the Mavericks oh, last against year. The Mavericks last year. Okay, but but they got there and they were in position. If Book doesn't pull his hamstring, they're gonna win that championship, right? No, Book played well. Remember, Book came no, back and he dropped he, 40. he pulled his hamstring after game two. He pulled his hamstring. He dropped 40. Was that game five? Yeah, but he oh. was limping all through game three. And then all of a sudden, the, the roles reversed. And all of a sudden, they lost all their momentum. They couldn't do anything with Giannis. Yeah. That was that, okay. had the most to do with okay. it. Okay. Well, I, I like this team over Giannis' team. Come on. Oh. Kevin Durant? Do did you not just tell me what Giannis did to DeAndre Ayton? You realize Kevin Durant is having a career year. He's averaging 37 and 5. Five assists. Dude, 37 and 5. I mean, come on. I don't even want to look at Giannis' number. Yeah. They're like 32, 14, and 6. Okay. That career? Okay. And does he have – who else is on that team? Chris oh, Middleton. Yeah. Holiday. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll give you that. And, okay. and I'll give you they're a little better defensive team, but they're not a better offensive team. Yeah, oh, y'all going to score. score. Yeah. But y'all ain't going to stop well, anybody. I'm a y'all now. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. You're the one that hype me. <laughs> <laughs> I just say what I see. I just say what I see. You're a hybrid. That's your team. So now you're the Phoenix Suns, huh? Well, they, they, they got – I, 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 I never even liked them. I've never even cared for the Phoenix Suns, but you know what I think of Kevin Durant? And he's he's 34. I'd say he's got two years of prime left. I'm talking about big-time prime. I hear the old saying, when you're in Rome, do as the Romans do. So yeah. I guess in Phoenix, do as the Phoenicians do. It was you're just, Phoenix Suns now. I, I, again, did, did I 
pull off this track. I didn't have anything to do with that. I just looked at my computer in the middle of the night and said, the Phoenix Suns just won the championship. Well, Ash sent me a text in the middle of the night. I'm like, this better be good. Yeah. (laughs) You wake up. I, my phone going, I'm waking up with a text deal. It's yeah. like Kevin Durant got traded. Yeah, and you, you know who I, I, I hated it for in the middle of the night? After all the news, which we're about to talk about here, about what the Lakers did to get better, yeah. it's this and this and right. this. The main thing was addition by subtraction. They got rid of Russ, okay? And poor LeBron James, now he has to look up in the standings and say, wait a second, Dallas got Kyrie and Phoenix got Kevin Durant? <laughs> we and, got and it's D-Lo. like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? We got, we got D'Angelo Russell. You got D'Angelo Russell? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We didn't get the major. We got a nice parting gift, but it'll, it'll, it'll suffice. Yeah. So let's talk about those Lakers. Indeed, indeed. Guys, the Suns in fifth in the Western Conference right now at 29 and 26. See how much damage they can do on the back third of the season after the All-Star break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life, from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputed pod. Your mental health journey begins here. Joining us now, a very special guest. We're excited to welcome in Chargers running back Austin Eckler. You're doing so many cool things on and off the field. You were the founder of a new engagement app called, uh, help me with this, Experience. Experience. And this is custom-tailored experiences that allow fans to interact with their favorite athletes and celebrities. Experience available on iPhone and Android at experience.net. Very cool. Skip, I know you have some questions you wanted to jump right in. I don't have a question. I have a declaration. (laughs) I want you to know that I'm already picking your team to win next year's AFC and be in this this bowl. Kiss of death. Because you now have my ex-coordinator, Kellen Moore, who should still be my Cowboy coordinator, but got dumped in favor of Mike McCarthy calling plays, which is going to be a disaster. But that's just me. You, you got a guy who put Dak Prescott again and again and again into positions to win a lot of football games that, unfortunately, Dak wasn't able to close those deals. But the point is, Congratulations. I don't know if you've had a brief ch- chat with Kellen Moore yeah. or had a chance yeah. to meet him. Uh, he, he will help change your life. I don't think you're going to blow a 27 to nothing lead in a playoff game next year with some help yeah, from not. above. <laughs> Never happens again, ever. 
<laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, no, we uh, had a brief conversation a few days after he got hired. Um, you know, obviously saw what he did with, with Dallas. And so, yeah, we're excited to have him over and excited for the opportunity. He is really good at what he does, and he will put you in even better positions to do what you do so well. Absolutely. To piggyback off what Skip said, you had that you get off to the great start in Jacksonville. It's your first playoff game in a while, and you guys are playing so well on the road. You get up 27 nothing. What's going through your mind when you're up 27 nothing? And as you feel the momentum start to shift, did yeah. you think you could get it back? Right, right. We're up 27 nothing. We're up there like, oh, we're smacking these dudes, man. Ah, yeah, like, let's go. Good. Like, let's go. Let's, let's about to be a wrap. Right. You know? Um, and, you know, we're going into, going into halftime, right, coming out of it. They got a touchdown there before the half, right, 7 to 27. We're, we're good. We're going to come out. we get the ball. Let's come out with some energy, right? We came out energetic. Um, and then we had a couple bad plays, and it started. That was the first dominoes, right, falling over. Right. And I was like, OK, like we still got some ground. We still got some time that we can hold on to. And for whatever reason, the dominoes just kept falling and getting bigger and bigger. And we couldn't we couldn't we couldn't hold them. We're like, guy, we're looking around like, like what's going on coming together. Like, hey, like we got to we got to step it up. You know how it is to get yeah. on the sideline. Um, and so for whatever reason, we weren't able to get that done. And it was just the whole landslide the other way um, the second half. And yet yeah, something I've never been a part of. And uh, hopefully Nick, never, uh, never, ever again. <laughs> I'm looking at your stats. 13 touchdowns, tied for second amongst running backs, 915 yards, uh, 17th, almost four and a half yards per carry. Do you feel <clears throat> you can be a bell cow running back even with your size? Because you see a lot of teams, unless you got a Derrick Henry, they rely on multiple running backs. Do you feel you can be a bell cow running back with your size? So for me, I mean, it's been a it's been a climb, right? Where you know I came from this small school, right? right. You know, I had everything to prove, still kind of do to myself, right? Where it's like, let's see how far I can go. I don't know how far I can go. I wasn't, I wasn't even supposed to be here compared right. to the odds, right? I wasn't undrafted, all that. And so for me, it's like, how, let's continue to prove myself. Let's continue to build on my role. And I feel like I've been doing that. And at this point, you know, I, I think I have 311 touches last year, right? So I feel like I was in that type of bell cow running right. back role. Um, it wasn't always handing me the ball, right? right? But I'm, I'm they're throwing it to me, right? I had 107 catches, which was crazy. Never, right. you know, pictured that happening. And so, yeah, I absolutely feel like I'm in a spot where I, could, I can carry that, that load. Can I, let me ask you one more thing. Scott. Yes, sir. I'm looking at your guys, you, yourself, and Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, <clears throat> Gerald Everett, your quarterback. Bruh, why the up and down play offensively? Uh, you tell me. You tell me why. You, you find that, and then, then guess what? We'll, we'll be playing in that game, you know. And so that's that's the chemistry. That's why we, we probably got rid of Joe, and then we bring in Kellen, right? right. We're trying to find that chemistry that right. helps, right? It's not that Joe was a bad coordinator. It's like it, just the mesh wasn't there, right? right? And so we had too too much up and down, too much inconsistency, which in this league, right, is going to get you beat, um, as we as we saw. And so really, we're trying to find what meshes with us, right? As far as our style of offense, who we have, and yeah, you know, there's the switch up, you know, expectations sometimes are missed, right? People are playing better, player and worse, and so it's the shuffle. It's the shuffle every single year, but we got to find something that's consistent for us because we know who we have in our, our division. So every time I turn on a Charger game, you just pop off my screen because I don't see any human running with the football who runs any harder with the football or run after catch than you do. So as you point out, undrafted, uh, you grew up in Colorado, right? You went to Western Colorado. Correct. Did, did you watch him play when he was uh, at Denver Broncos? I didn't, I didn't watch the NFL until like my junior year of college. Really? <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so you, you come from like literally nowhere. Yes. And nobody gives you much of a shot. And all of a sudden, you turn yourself into one of the best backs in football. 
by by simply playing harder than anybody else plays. That's how I see it. What burns inside to make you do that? I, again, Shannon was a seventh-round pick, but this is this is even off the charts right. coming from nowhere right. like you did. And what I love is the same thing that burns inside me today is the same thing that was back when I was a rookie, when I had everything to prove. I was yeah. sixth string coming in undrafted, right? I was the only rookie that year. And for me, it was like this is an opportunity not only to, to set myself up, but to change my lifestyle for my family, for my Absolutely. future, for everything. And the direction that I was going wasn't necessarily that. It was going to be the longer route as far as where I was going with my education. And so I was like, this is something that is once in a lifetime. And I'm going to treat it like that. And so what I did, I dropped out of my last school, uh, last semester of college, and I'm like, I'm going all in. I'm putting everything into this, everything. I, I went to train. I, I just went and focused solely on football, got to camp, solely focused on just making the team, making an impact in any type of way I could, which for me was scout team, special teams at the time. There's not many, you know, six six strings getting, <laughs> getting reps out there, you know, so you know how it is, right. right? And so it was for me, it was on special teams. And then, you know, that same mentality has stuck with me the entire way, just trying to build and trying to actually just make some type of impact in my role that I have. And I've been able to build it up to what you see today, and it still burns within me. Every Every single year I have the rookies come in, I'm like, try to take my spot. Like, you, you need to try to take my spot because you, you're not going to get my spot. Like, you're not going to try harder than me because I'm going to be out here because I, I know where I've come from and I know what I've had to do to get to here. Right? And so I need, I need them to have that fire too Absolutely. because it helps me push me. Um, it, and then it's just that, that, eco, that ecosystem that keeps, keeps you turning, keeps you burning and just still inside of me. So when the leather touches your hands, what clicks inside you to make you run harder than other people run? Because it's it's not human to run as hard as you do because it's, it's going to hurt occasionally, right? And for me, this even goes back to when I was in special teams my rookie year. It was my favorite stat, actually. I led the NFL on tackles on punt my rookie wow. year because I was running like my life depended on it. Like, right. Austin, you have to go make this tackle. Your job was depending like, on you it. You have to go. Like, <laughs> it was my job, right? It was my job, but yeah. I made it more serious to me. Yeah. It was like, I'm, let me elevate that and right. actually, like, tap into like my my like instincts of like survival mm -hmm. right and so when you tap into that you, you right you get that superhuman strength where it's like you got to get this done um and so tapping into that and it's like give me the ball and the, i got to make something happen like everyone depends on me right it's not just me it's the organization it's the fans the fantasy the fans in the stands right my family all of that is depending on me doing something with this ball yeah. and yeah go ahead and one last thing so many players i've covered for 40 50 years I've routinely heard, the harder I play, the healthier I stay. Mm. And it's, it's a weird, it's sort of counterintuitive, but, but it's true. Right. If you don't think about, I'm going to get hurt, if you don't try to protect, if you just go all in, all out, sometimes that's the safer way to play football. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's you got to fight force with force, right? Yeah. And when you do that, you, you tend to neutralize things. You tend to protect yourself, right? You're reactive. You're on, your, you're on high alert, right? Especially for me, right? I, I call myself built with leverage, right? I'm only 5'8". Um, and so for me, like it's for running back, right? We've got to protect our, our lower extremities, right? And so it's for me, I can protect my lower body, right? And I'm running hard and right, I have good contact balance. So people nowadays have been learning they got to wrap me up, right? But before, like early in my career, people just trying to bounce off me, right? And it's like, nah, 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 like, like I can squat the gym. You know, like I can do it all, right? Um, and so for me, yeah, playing with that high instinct, playing with force, right? you got to be the hammer, right? And I mean, as a running back, that's, yep. that's exactly how we're trained. When I, I look at your team, I, early on this year when it made my predictions, early on I thought you guys could win the Super Bowl. I had you guys going to the Super Bowl. How much did injuries play a part in derailing your se season? You look at Keenan Allen, Mr. Big Fortune, Mike Williams, Bosa, J.C. Jackson, your prize free agent, uh, Rashawn Slater, your all-world left tackle, he missed a lot of time. 
How much did injuries play a part <clears throat> in you not fulfilling what you thought you guys could be? <sighs> Man, because yeah, injuries early on in our career or in our, in our season were, were definitely a factor. But we, we were able to stay around where we got healthy at the end. Mm -hmm. So um, if anything, maybe it helped with our or maybe it was a, a detriment to our to our chemistry, to our consistency early on where like I had 100 catches. It's like that's not great. Right. <laughs> like I want Herbert throwing the ball down the, the field, field, not, you know, checking Keen it down the field 107 times, right. you know. And so it's like when things like that now, we're, you know, we've been doing that so much where it's like. We're not. We're missing those opportunities for Herbert to get in a rhythm, throwing these spots. Right. Um, and so, I think that could have that could have hurt us. But we still had the talent. We still had the talent to actually get it done and make it right. run in the playoffs. Um, but it was it was the inconsistency. So I would say that's probably where it hurt the most, as far as just being able to play a full season together with all of our guys. So your quarterback obviously is as gifted as any playing this game. How can he get better next year? Ooh. So for me. Um, with Justin, it's been—he's a young player. I, came, I went from just or from uh, Philip Rivers, right? Yeah. He'd been playing for 17 years. It was out there, it was like this is his show. Like he's telling receiver, "Hey, you got this. Hey, we're checking to this. This is what signals we're doing, right?" Just runs the entire show. To a rookie that comes in, it's like, okay, well, he's got to learn all this stuff, right? He's got to learn how that. Hey, hey, we're all looking at him for the calls and yep. things like that. So he's got to grow into that type of role. Um, and so he's been growing. Like I've been seeing him take, start to take control, start to get more comfortability in actually leading the offense as far as vocally, as far as taking control out, out of practice. And so really this is going into, I think, year four for him. And so that's where I think he needs to grow the most as far as just, hey, we're looking to you. Like, you got to run us out here. Like, because, yeah, you, you, might, we, you might be younger than us, which he is, but it's like you're still the one hiking the ball, calling the plays <coughs> in the right spot. And so that's why I think he is growing, but that's what takes time and experience to really get to that yeah, level. Because, seriously, when you're up 27 to nothing at Jacksonville, just because of the position he plays, he has to say, I got you. I got this. I'm, I'm going to make the plays that will make this finish with us in charge because you can only do so much. Mike Williams can do only so much. Keenan can only do so much. That young quarterback has to say, I got this. And, and he wasn't quite ready to have it for four quarters. And so, hey, that's yeah. what's what experience does for you. Yeah. You know, it teaches you about yourself, right? And so then you got to grow from that. So I know he's yeah. looking forward to doing that, and we yeah. are with him. Hey, to conclude, I just want to say I appreciate what you stand for and the way you play football. I appreciate I do. that. Thank you. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for talking Thanks about it, bro. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you ladies and gentlemen. Trophy and a bust in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Perfect Ten, February 11th on Fox. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place, whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this, crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. 
Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew, ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. training no rest for the weary that's why he's a pro bowler skip i know you've been looking especially forward to this one well i'm not sure about that (laughs) this man this man has torn my heart out again and again and again because this man grew up in el paso texas a big dallas cowboy fan and yet every time he plays my dallas cowboys our dallas cowboys He's the biggest cowboy killer there ever was. Because I'm looking at three games here. I looked them up this morning. 2017 was your first game. It was at Dallas. You win 35-31 because you went 19 carries for 125 yards. And then here you came again back in 2019. I look up and you guys are up 31 to 3 because you went 19 for 107 yards, but you caught seven balls for 75 more yards. And then this year at Lambeau on the frozen tundra. It wasn't frozen that day, but you set it on fire because you went 24 carries for 138 yards. When I thought we could stop the run, they said, we're going to play Micah at linebacker. Remember that? We'll play Micah at linebacker all day. Instead, only seven times did he put his hand in the proverbial dirt, and you still ran wild on Micah Parsons. What, what, what possesses you when you play our Dallas Cowboys? Uh, you know, that was my, like you said, that was my childhood team growing yep. up. And being from El Paso, you know, I got to have a little bragging rights going back home. Everybody's Cowboy fans, though, so I definitely don't want to hear that. Uh, spending the offseason there. And then, uh, you know, I, I, got, I got some, I grew up watching the Cowboys, so I, I've seen Randy Moss kill them. Every time. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a little recipe for it. Yeah, no, you did. So, were you upset they didn't draft you? You went in the fifth round. They passed you, you know, time, uh, maybe four times. I, I was. Uh, during, the tra- during the draft process, uh, Scott Linehan at yep. the time was the OC. He came yep. out and worked me out and was like, hey, we're thinking about taking a back uh, here in the third or the fourth round. And then uh, wow. they drafted Ryan Switzer in the third. And I was like, yep, they're not drafting me. Um, so, I mean, it would have definitely been a dream come true, their childhood team. But uh, I ended up right where I was supposed to be. Right? You take it out on them <laughs> yes, again sir. and again and again. Take it away. This year obviously didn't go the way you expected. The last couple of years, you had home field. You're losing the uh, championship game to Tampa. You had number one seed last year. You lose to the 49ers. And then win a take-all game. You win this game against Detroit. You make the playoffs. Why haven't you had the success when it mattered the most? Why haven't it parlayed itself? Because you have great regular seasons, with this, this year notwithstanding, but for whatever reason, that final game, you guys can't put it together. In, the, in those final games, uh, you know, mistakes are critical. Uh, I, I feel like the team that makes the less mistakes uh, is going to come out 
with the victory. And, uh, you know, you got to play complimentary football in those situations as well. And um, one of the times we did and whatever it may be, you know, just not playing up to our standard, our best ball that we know we're capable of. And, you know, that definitely hurts because you play so well all season to get to that game and then you don't play your best ball. And you know what? There's a lot being said. Your quarterback, is he coming? Is he going? It seems like this is a reoccurring theme with you guys. Seems like year after year, is Aaron going to come back or is he going to leave? What's your best guess estimate of what's going on? What's going to happen with Aaron? Uh, I think he'll be back. I mean, he you got 50 million reasons to come back. 50 million. That's, 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 <laughs> hey, that's tough to turn down, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I think he wants to go out on his own. Like, if he's retired, I think he wants to go out on his own. Right. So I, I definitely see him coming back and playing, and I hope he definitely is in Green Bay. He's a great leader for us, and, you know, a guy like that, he, he brings a lot of people along. So, so I got to know, have you tried ayahuasca? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> no? No, I have well, not. Well, it seemed to work for Aaron because I think he's won back-to-back MVPs off it. So have, have you tried some sort of darkness therapy or whatever it is? You know? <laughs> no, sir, I haven't. Okay. Uh, I pray. Uh, I God. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my, that's my life. <laughs> so I, I've often said that, that you're the more valuable Aaron in Green Bay because you're more dependable and trustable for the most part, but seriously, does Aaron ever get on your nerves at all? Ever? No, never. No. Uh, really, thank you. I, I, I owe Aaron a huge thank you because uh, if it wasn't for him, I don't know how my uh, career would have turned out. Uh, my, like my first two years, I wasn't well. My, I wasn't really playing. I played here. I was starting and wouldn't play. And uh, A-Rod, was, he literally stopped the game, turned to the sideline, called timeout, told Mike McCarthy, I want 33 in the game. I want 33. Yeah. And uh, he, he is your biggest fan. And, and so that, you know, coming in, when he first told me that I'm your biggest fan, like I was, a, I hadn't played a snap on offense. So that did so much for my confidence, hearing that from a future Hall of Famer. And I'm like, man, you believe in me this much. And then uh, when I did get the opportunity, I did what I could with it, did the most and uh, made him look, made him look right, you know, made mm-hmm. him look good. And um, you just, you keep, you keep digging at it. You keep working and he sees that and. You know, he puts his arm around you. He, he loves on guys like that who, who want to get better, who want to be great. So what's it been like playing with him? Because, as Shannon said, he is a transcendent thrower of the football, off-platform, on-platform, sideways. He, he, he creates angles that we've never seen before. So, so what, what's that like, being in that force field with him? Uh, it's fun, honestly. He makes it easy for you. Uh, he's, he's throwing some balls and – Somehow I caught him. Like, I just literally turn and put my hands like this, and it, it like, literally drops in. And people are like, oh, great catch. And I'm yeah, great catch. <laughs> Even a better ball. <laughs> Even a better ball. All I had to do was put my hands up, hit me right in between the, the 33 or so. Um, he, and he, he helps you, you know. Like, I, m- I remember coming in, pass protection. He's like, hey, the blitz is coming from over here. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like, they haven't even started rotating or anything like that. And so uh, he, slow- he helped slow the game down for me when I was uh, first coming in and now it's slowed down for me and I, I see the same things that he's seeing and just getting with him. Uh, he coaches me up. He, he tells me what he's seeing, different things like that. So, um, he, like I said, he's a true leader and uh, he's, he definitely had a huge impact on my development. I know the season didn't go the way you expected the last couple of years, but do you have the pieces? Is everything that you need in Green Bay for you to get to and be in a game of this magnitude? I definitely think so. Uh, 
I mean, we, we started off slow this year, and then we picked it up. And uh, like you said, we got to that last game where we had to win and we didn't. But I think in that little run, we showed, hey, we, we, got, we got the pieces we need. And okay. I think we, we woke some people up across the league. And, um, like, we played Philly. We lost by a touchdown. So we were never really getting blown out of any of these games. We right. were just in every game. But uh, it comes down to execution and right. those little things. And we, we picked it up at the end, but you got to start faster. And that's what you guys normally do when you have a transcendent throw. You have a historically great quarterback. It's always those plays that he normally makes in the end that normally wins you the game. And these were the games that you guys normally win that you started losing this year. How disappointing was that? Because you're like, damn, we're just so close. Uh, it's very disappointing, you know. Like the, like you said, the past three years, uh, I, I say it, it wasn't a huge difference. The the difference was we we'd be in one score games, uh, and we would just Wait. come out on the other side of it. And that's that's how good the league is, you know. It's gonna be close games. Most most games come down to the last possession and right. it's execution. Right. And uh, like I said, we, we we just didn't execute in crunch time. And uh, I think we'll be better for it. We, uh, it's those small things, and you learn from them. So just by coincidence. You followed out here, Austin Eckler. And it hit me last night. You two remind me a lot of each other because you're, you're coming out of the same mold. You're a little undersized. You're a fifth rounder. He's undrafted. But there's something that burns inside of both of you that lifted you up in the league. Again, Shannon was a seventh-round pick. He did have a big brother who played at a very high level. But, but there's something that, that, that is driving you to come from UTEP from quote unquote nowhere, fifth round pick, which which some people would say that's for, for you that that was pretty good to even be a fifth round pick. So so what 100%. what has motivated you? Do, do you watch Austin? Do you watch how how hard he runs? Oh yes, sir, I definitely yeah. do, and I'm a yeah. huge fan of him. He's yeah. uh, he's been nothing but great since he's came into the yeah. league, and uh, like you said, a guy similar to my stature. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we we're very similar. He catches the ball out of the backfield yeah. as well. Uh, I think his route tree is a little bit bigger than mine, but uh, I'm working on expanding it. But a uh, huge fan of him, and uh, we, you know, it, you don't see a lot of backs our size in the game. You so when you see a guy your size or, and having success, you just you continue to root for him. Yeah. Can I let me ask you this, Skip? Let me ask. Jordan Love. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, this conversation here today, Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. Is Jordan Love ready to step in and take that step and lead the Packers to where they need to be? Yes, sir. Jordan Love is ready. Jordan Love will be that guy. Uh, made a huge jump this year. Uh, we've seen like it. it. Uh, OTAs, we could see it. And then it just kept snowballing, 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 and uh, picking it up. And uh, you can tell he's, he, he wants to play. He's itching to play. And uh, when, it, when his turn comes, he's going he's to be ready. He's, I, I think he's going to be that guy. What's he got? Describe him to somebody who wouldn't know him. Uh, Jordan, very smart. Uh, he's gonna. He, he he listens. He wants to. He wants to be successful. Um, he's gonna put everybody in the right positions. Uh, he's gonna. If somebody right here, check, check, check. Hold on, and get get everybody right. Um, and it's it's just been so cool to see his growth, the development, um, him gain that confidence, and it showed. And I think even when he went in in Philly, he, he played well. The games he went in, he played well. He showed, hey, I, I, can, I can play at this level and I can do it at a high level. How does his arm strength compare to Aaron's? Oh, he, he got, he got yeah. some arm strength. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I say it's right up there. I don't know uh, if you could top me right. He's like one of the best to do it. But uh, it's, it's right up there. And um, some of the balls we, we, that we see him in throwing practice, like, oh, like, 
Yeah, you, 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 you definitely getting that confidence. You can definitely see you're letting loose and just going out there and playing. And his escapability would be what to you? Uh, he, he, can, he can move. He can, he can move. move. Um, he, he's definitely athletic. Uh, you know, people, you don't see him run as much, but when, when something breaks down or he has to, he can go get it. And uh, I think that's one thing that people kind of sleep on or will sleep on that'll, uh, that'll help him in his game. So it sounds like you think you're going to be just fine if that's what happens. Yes, sir. I, I mean, I feel like we'll be just fine. Uh, I, got, I got a lot of trust in Jordan. Uh, been working with him, you know, OTAs uh, past three years. And uh, so I get another one coming up this year to work with him and uh, just continue to help him grow. And uh, we grow together. Aaron Jordan, Aaron Jordan, does the uncertainty leave the team at all in disarray? Is it a distraction? Uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a distraction. We, we've been dealing with it for three years, you know. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we are, it's, yeah, he, he, uh, three years. So, I mean, uh, you know, I just kind of sit back, control what I can control, worry about myself, uh, you know, get the offseason started and just hit it hard. And um, hopefully he's, he's back. If he's not, I still control what I can control. Um, and we've got to lead a group guys. Uh, sorry, got to lead a group of guys out there, um, whether he's there or not. But you're coming back, right? I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> He's already started his off-season training. Yeah, He's in it hard. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being with oh, us, Aaron. And best of luck with everything in the off-season. Huge fan of the show. <laughs> Now. Well, I hope he ends up somewhere he can be himself. Not the rust that was in OKC because nobody needs that. No one needs a heavy usage, turnover-prone, poor-shooting rust. That's not what they need. But they need a guy that can put pressure on you in transition. They need somebody that can attack the rim, although his percentage of, of, of plays that being made at the rim, he's converting 58% of his shots at the rim. That's not good, Skip. He's at the rim. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about three. I'm not talking about at the rim. That's not good. I mean, he's made 20, uh, career low 29% of his shot from float range. Mm. He's made 32% of his shots from mid-range. And he's drained 29% of his threes. What else am I supposed to do with that, Skip? So hopefully he gets somewhere where he feels that they value him, they want him. I think early on from last year, Skip, he felt that he was out of place. He felt like he wasn't wanted. The crowd would boo him. Like, no, no, don't shoot. The pass it. Oh, they, the, oh, they. It's like everything that he did, it was like such a reaction. And he could see that because he thought he was coming home for a homecoming. And it's been anything but that because the Laker fans, they know winning basketball. They know championship brands of basketball. And that's not what Russ was playing. So he, him thinking that he was going to be embraced because he's from the L.A. area, he grew up loving this team. That was never going to happen. No. You've got to win for them. You've got to play winning basketball for them in order for them to embrace you. And even though Magic had won championships, Skip, they booed him. When he ended up turning the ball over late in the ball game in 1984, they ended up losing, I think, in seven games to the Celtics. They did. They booed him and they dubbed him Tragic Johnson. They did. A two-time finals MVP got booed. Yep. So what did Russ think was going to happen to him? And he didn't have the credentials that Russ had. I mean, excuse me, that Magic had. So, Skip, 
He's not. He's never been a a, a great efficiency player. But his efficiency has even waned from where it was, and he's never been that efficient. So I just hope he can get somewhere where he's embraced. He's allowed to play a style of basketball that's conducive for them winning, but him playing like he wants to play, where he just has the ball and he's doing whatever he wants to do, those days are long, long gone. There are a few teams that are interested out here. The Clippers are interested. Uh, I think the Miami Heat are interested, Bulls. But... The Clippers skip are kicking themselves too because you know what? They had a young man that's on the verge of becoming a superstar, and that's Shea Gilgis. Just imagine. I'm not so sure I'm taking Paul George over Shea Gilgis right now as we speak. I take Alexander over Paul George. Fair point. Russell Westbrook. You Move say. Out of your helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say. You hope he finds a place that will embrace him. Who can embrace what you just described? I, I don't get it. There's somebody for everybody. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Look, I've had my issues with Russ dating back to 2012. I've clashed with Russ because I was saying what I was seeing. I thought Kevin Durant pulled off miracles to coexist with Russ as long as he did, because it went on for a long time. Right. He was 10 years into the league. So how many with Russ? That was like eight years with Russ. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. And I know for a fact from somebody very close to Kevin Durant, he ultimately concluded, I cannot win a championship with Russell Westbrook as my primary decision maker because Russ dribbled the ball up the court every single time yeah. for eight years. Yeah. It was Russ saying, your turn or my turn? I think it's my turn. Kevin would stand over on the ring like, I'm open. No, 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 it's my turn. And to your point, nobody can get downhill better than Russell can. When, when he gets that look in his eye, yeah. when, when, when he decides I'm hell bent for the rim, yeah. Something is going to happen. Sometimes something really bad be is going to happen. No, but, but he's going to make something happen. Even today, even now, even yeah. tonight, when we watch, you know, he's gone now, but, but even in the game the other night. How did you get back in the game in the fourth quarter? You were down 13 with two and a half minutes left to Oklahoma City, and all of a sudden Russ went berserk. Right charging downhill at yes. the rim and he started oh it actually it went in yeah. it, it actually went in i can't believe it it went in he will play with extreme energy for himself and it doesn't fit in the team concept that is basketball but if you put him in washington where he's a sideshow for a bad team it, yes. is, it is the ultimate yes. sideshow. I used to watch every Wizards game right. just to see if he could get to a triple-double right. because it was impossible that a six-foot, do we give him three? Do yeah, we give six, him three. Six-foot, three-inch guard could, could average ten rebounds a game. It's impossible. Yeah. But he did it on gumption, on grit, on want to. I, I desire the basketball more than you do. But it doesn't contribute to winning because you, you, it's hard to win with him yeah, he's definitely going to have to change his mindset yeah. because I think at this juncture of his career, Skip, he needs to play more complimentary football yeah. as opposed to lead he, he uh, football, football, basketball. Yeah. But sometimes, sometimes I does. think he's playing football no, know, the way he's trying to run over everybody. Yeah. And he gets to the Skip, I mean, I watched him the other night. He gets to the rim, and he's going to lay the ball up, and the ball goes clear over the rim. I'm like, what the hell is that? What the hell? It's the worst hands-on a point guard you will ever see. So he can't shoot. He can't control the basketball. He... he, he 
he assisted. He, he figured out in Oklahoma City, especially with Stephen Adams, right. if, if I go hell-bent to the rim yeah. and at the last second I draw two defenders and I just leave it on the floor, right. he's going to dunk it and yeah. I'm going to get an assist. Yeah. Okay. Remember he, Thomas Bryant had that stretch skip? How many, how many dunks did he get off Russ well, laying the ball it. off to him right up under I the basket? Man, I just don't see how any of those contenders could say, we'll get better with Russell Westbrook coming off the bench for us. No, you won't. More trouble than he's worth. So you don't, you don't think the Clippers I, 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 I don't see it. I hope the Clippers don't. That, that, that's the last thing they need. I mean, he could be dumping that thing off to PG and yeah, Kawhi. No, he Yeah. And, and PG and Kawhi will be over there saying, what, what the hell are we doing? I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping that's the case. Yeah. Okay, I know you are. <laughs> I love this discussion, but we're running out of time. we got to leave this one here, guys.